where we get a group of people together in a room to ask the question, what is your biggest fear? We are here from the lovely surrounds of Bellow Bar. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My name is Claire Beck, and I am joined on the panel for this episode by two of my favorite women in the whole world, sing-along social co-host and the creator of Castaway Buffet, Anna Jacob. Hello. (laughs) And also... TV3 presenter and round of applause, please. The brand new host of the brand new lunchtime show on Today FM, which just announced today, Miss Myrna O'Connell. Hello. That is right. An actual female human in a primetime radio <laughs> slot. This is great news for everybody. Congratulations. Thank you very much. So this um, episode is going to be going out on Valentine's Day. So 22nd of January has already happened. Are you enjoying your new show? I love it. It is so amazing. I can't believe that we've already won an Ivor Novello. It's fantastic. Oh, I'm, so, I'm so proud of us. It's been fantastic. So proud of yourself. Well done. And Anna. Hey. Thanks again. for coming. Mm, you're welcome. So um, the reason, well, apart from the fact that you're hilarious and I think you're really cool. Um, I was trying to think of panelists. January, what is the opposite of fear? Probably sing-along social. <laughs> Definitely. It is so much fun. Do you want to tell people about it if they haven't been? Yeah, I don't want to take credit for it. It's Eva McElwain's idea. She just uh, got me involved last year because, you know, it became too big for one woman to handle. Yeah, so it's a zero commitment choir where we just play some great tunes and everybody sings along and nobody's put on the spot and it's just crack. It's all crack. Yeah. It really, really is. <laughs> and I know that um, you are a big fan of using props and sing along social. Yeah. And we had also invited Aoife McElwain to come and um, be on the panel with us, but she has, I brought a prop along. Mm. A brand new book out called Slow at Work, How to Work Less, Achieve More and Regain Your Balance in an Always-On World. I can highly recommend it. I read the chapter on procrastination while procrastinating putting the slides (laughs) together for this evening. So that was helpful. Um, Aoife is actually in the audience. She didn't know if she was going to be able to come or not because the official launch of the book is tomorrow. But she has kindly agreed to join us briefly on stage, Aoife, if you wouldn't mind. Aoife, I feel like your book is going to be a bestseller because out of the group, here are just some of the fears that people said not being good enough or failing was one, ending up as the one who had all of that potential once, (laughs) accomplishing nothing in life, and being a lonely, unloved failure with a smiley face beside it. Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) So these are some subjects that you covered in the book. So I kind of leafed through it. I've only read the first two chapters, but um, these are common fears that people have, apparently. Yes, uh, many people are enormously hard on themselves. Uh, one of my biggest fears is when my Aunt Linda comes, uh, turns up. So Aunt Linda is uh, the name of my inner critic. So I basically had such a loud and vicious inner critic that I decided, um, on the advice of my therapist, to give 
my inner critic a name. So I basically designed Aunt Linda based on a Kristen Wiig character in Saturday Night Live, and she's she's this amazing character who comes on Weekend Update and just gives like horrible movie reviews. So anything's on, she's like, oh brother, it was a stinker, you know. And and so anytime um, that I could hear this repetitive voice in my head that was like, you're shit, everybody hates you, you're not going to accomplish anything, everything you do is crap. I was like, Aunt Linda. And the idea is, uh, so sometimes it helps me think of Kristen Wiig. Sometimes it just will remind me that that is just one story that I'm telling myself. It's actually not the real truth. So I also started to approach Aunt Linda in the air of Trump like an investigative journalist. And I'm like, is Aunt Linda telling me alternative facts right now? Or <laughs> is what she's saying, is there any truth in it? So... Yeah, I think all those things, those kind of fears that we tell ourselves, um, it's just, a thought is just a thought, and it's just one story that you're telling yourself about yourself, so it doesn't have to be the whole thing. And and if it does help you to give your inner critic a name, I would really recommend any character from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I would say they would all work. So that is just excellent advice. So hopefully the people who wrote this down, um, that you find that helpful. I certainly did. I'm dying to read the rest of the book. I'm very excited about it. Um, so it's called Slow at Work. So it's kind of slowing down and regaining balance is kind of like the main sort of theme of it. Yeah, I think it's about knowing when to go slow and when to go fast, you know? So I think these days, maybe always, especially people who are driven, we just go, 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 go. So I'm trying to find that balance myself so that I can, you know, take a break when I need the break so that I can really go for it and, um, you know, dance around a stage with my amazing Anna Jacob here. You know, so it's about, you know, having the energy to do um, the things I want to do. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming down. I really thank appreciate you. it. The best look at the launch tomorrow. Slow at Work by Aoife McElwain. Thank go you. and buy it. Thank you so much, Anna. Thank you so much. Okay, well, that's we've covered half of the answers from the audience. Shall we take a break? No, I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, the episode one that we did was the January episode titled The Fear. Episode two is going to be mostly about phobias. Yeah, phobias. So there are lots and lots of phobias. I do have some pictures, but the number one phobia in the world, which apparently affects four times as many women... As men, so 48% of women and 12% of men suffer from arachnophobia, which is the fear of spiders. Show of hands, anybody afraid of spiders in the room? Paddy? <laughs> yes. This person over here. We've got some more people here. Ladies on the stage, are you okay with spiders? Fine, yeah. Absolutely fine, yeah. yeah they eat flies. Things. Flies are gross. Yeah, spiders yeah, are great. They're brilliant. I think they're fantastic. They're lovely little things. There was always that thing in, you know, in arachnophobia when he puts his foot into the slipper and the spider is inside in it. And that was, I was, must have watched it around the time that I was reading The Witches by Roald Dahl. Oh I remember they had the square feet and I was like, problem solved. We just need <laughs> to put spiders in all of their shoes. I was like, I like them. Good. Nice one. Fantastic. Okay, so I don't know if there's a phobia for witches. Um, since it is Valentine's Day, um, I did look up to see if there was any love-related phobias, and we have Kate in the audience. Do you want to come up and share with the group? <laughs> Give her a round of applause. <laughs> so these are some real phobias. They're real things that people are afraid of. Philophobia is a fear of love. Monophobia is a fear of being alone. 
Affensmosphobia is the fear of intimacy, uh, particularly of being touched and of having people love you. And then there's also gamophobia, which is the fear of commitment. A lot of people joke about this, but it is a real thing. Kate, welcome to the stage. Do you suffer <laughs> from any of these in particular? Okay, so I suffer from two. <laughs> you don't have to remember the names. <laughs> it's like, it's a double-edged sword, though. So um, I have a bit of a commitment phobia, but also I have a bit of a phobia about being alone. Um, so <laughs> I'm fucked. <laughs> but um, <laughs> my friends that are here tonight, they used to do this thing where um, it's Alan and Michael. They're there. And um, they'd run off of me when we'd be downtown or like, you know, in a big store. And um, I wouldn't be able to find them. And they send me photographs of myself looking for them. <laughs> Quite cruel. And you're, f you're friends with these people. Yeah, I'm friends with them. Oh, my goodness. Um, so you don't like being left alone. Were you, maybe as a small child, did you lose your parents in a crowded place or something like that? And Actually, I used to run away from them. Oh. oh, so that's interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> you didn't want to be committed to your yeah. parents at a really young age. Wow. But then I'd like scream and I couldn't find them. I'd be like, oh, joke's gone too far. <laughs> oh my goodness. So the commitment thing, is this a general thing of committing to anything in your life, projects or anything like that? Or is it specifically a relationship-based thing? No, it's specifically relationships. I suppose if I, um, I'm quite good in the sense if I want something or in work, I want to do something, I'll go out and do it and um, try to achieve it the best I can. But I suppose with relationships, like, I'm, is this normal? I'm... <laughs> no, sh I didn't ask the question yet, Michael. <laughs> um, I'm 32, but like my longest relationship is like six months. Yes. Is that all right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's right. a really long time. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I might have a new fear. It's all coming out now. That's a really long time to be able yeah. to stick someone for six months. Yeah. That's impressive. Or even it was like long distance. <laughs> did you have to, did you at one stage have to kiss this person? No, I don't mind being touched and touching people. It's just, <laughs> it's real. She's fine. She's uh, I don't know I'm nervous now. <laughs> but um, no, it, I suppose it's just relationships then. <laughs> and do you think that you would, possibly because of your fear of being alone, do you think that you would maybe stick with someone? Oh, I'd never settle. You wouldn't settle. Okay. No, I, I, like, I think I'd have more of a fear of being like with someone just to be with them than, you know, having someone around just for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah. Actually. Don't do, don't do that. That's not a good thing to do. But it's actually getting to the stage where you can go, oh, I don't want to puke on you every day when I see you yeah. because I've got to think about spending the weekend with you. That's essentially where you have to go to. Yeah. But, um, and then there's like, oh, you know, you maybe just haven't met the right person. And then you're like, how eh, do you feel about that? I don't know. Like, is anyone right? But that's it. Like, and then some people, I don't know, I don't necessarily subscribe to the notion that there's one person for one person. I've definitely had relationships in my life where we were the right person for each other for a time, and then that time was over, and then you move on. Yeah. You know? So I think that's, that's something that's okay. Well, why don't you just take the commitment out of it? I live with my housemate. <laughs> I've lived I've lived with a housemate for quite a long time and I've no fear of them touching me uh, no fear of him touching me but he's <laughs> he's my housemate and we hang out together 
we sometimes <laughs> shift each other <laughs> and it's grand and that's how I put it and it's like oh you're a lovely person I wish my friend I wish my housemate wasn't so ugly yeah <laughs> someday oh. <laughs> oh a love connection between the housemates has it just happened Ooh, possibly housemate ugly. well listen Kate I hope you meet the right person one day yeah and I'm okay with not meeting the right person and just like you know having fun <laughs> Thank you very much. Let's all hope that in 2018, Kate meets the right person and they don't run off and leave her by herself and then send her photographs of it. <laughs> Get new friends. That sounds awful. Um, so I'm getting itchy even thinking about it. I, I will share with the group my phobia. Um, we, I think we've worked out a system of how we're going to do it, but we're going to leave it till the end in case I get sick. Um, but we're in O'Connell. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, first of all, actually, before we get on to you, does that, okay, does anybody know what this is? Trypophobia. I can tell you, when I was researching this, I had been asking people, what is your biggest fear? And I was over in a friend's house, and there was seven of us sitting around a table, asked the question, and somebody started making this wincy face and said, fear of holes, specifically clusters of biological holes with seeds in them and one of the Bella Bar ladies who I promised I would not drag up on stage um, Kira also has the same thing and she made that same face it's like a wincing kind of a makes them very uncomfortable set their teeth on age but that was three out of the seven people that were sitting around my friend's table and um, it's in the top 15 most common phobias yeah, it's a, good a real of mine thing has it, and it's particularly triggered by crumpets <laughs> Please go on. Please go on. Yeah, she cannot look at a crumpet. <laughs> crumpet? No, it's so tragic. It is very tragic. Aww. I'm from Limerick, so a fear of holes is a completely different thing <laughs> down here. Just want to let you know. Completely okay. different thing in Limerick. But you're okay with holes? Absolutely. Bring them on. <laughs> There's something that you're not okay with. I don't know how to pronounce it. So you're, can you say the word for it's it? It's actually, the name is fake made up by Gary Larson from the far side. And um, <laughs> it's called anatidophobia. And it's a fear that somehow, somewhere, a duck is watching you. And we're recording this near the canal. So I drove here to make sure that a duck wouldn't get near me in any way, shape or form. Okay. Because they're terrifying and they're evil. Okay. It's as simple as that. I can tell you that, made up name or not, this look at her face. This is a very, very, very rare, uh, real thing and it has affected her life. Now, she very, very bravely, Mwerin, the new lunchtime host on Today FM, everybody. Um, I know. Congratulations. So proud. I'm now afraid of that as well now. So that's <laughs> but um, Today FM runs something called Dare to Care, which is to raise money for the Irish Cancer Society. And um, you had to do a dare. I wasn't even meant to be in that day, by the way. Just letting you know, I wasn't meant to be there and they made me do this. Yeah. Here's what happened. We have a visual for the people that are in the room. Um, we have audio for the people at home. This is what Maren's former friends and producers did to her. So I think now you can take her blindfold off. Please don't do this. I'm actually terrified. Suffer 
from anatidiophobia. That's somehow, somewhere a duck is watching you. At all times. Right. I hate you. This is actually <laughs> my worst nightmare. <laughs> I just hate it. I'm, I'm actually shaking. This is awful. I know people think this is weird, but I hate them. I'm afraid of them. I've been afraid of them since four. So for the people at home that didn't see that video clip, um, what happened is Myrne was blindfolded, wheeled into the studio, and um, they just covered the place in pictures of ducks. They were wearing duck masks. They were holding quack signs. You were genuinely terrified. And a lot of people were like, well, you know, there's only pictures. You know, why isn't there a real duck there? I'm like, we're not that evil. I don't know what the hell would have happened to that poor duck if I'd been in that room. It wouldn't have been. There would have been a duck-shaped hole in a wall somewhere. Um, yeah, I do not like ducks in any way, shape or form. And it was when I was four years old in my aunt's house. Aunt Linda, at it again, like just being <laughs> such bollocks. And she um, she had a stream out her back. You know, she was my English aunt, so very posh. And in my head, I'm dressed like someone from Little House on the Prairie. You know, it's really, it's this lovely, beautiful scene. And it's a gorgeous day and I'm in a lovely dress. I was definitely in St. Bernard tracksuit bottoms. Like it, it wasn't this lovely scene. And I went out to feed the ducks and realizing that I wanted to eat some of the bread myself. Like why did the ducks get everything? So I kept some of the, the bread back as I'm throwing some bread. And I said, oh, I'll take it. This one fucker followed me into the house, into the kitchen. I couldn't reach the door because I was four and it was quite high. And this duck just started laughing at me and started and then it was there and it looks like it's got four eyes and it's just coming at you and yeah so that day just replays it's quite visceral for me I'm just going to be honest it was awful and I hate them they're disgusting <laughs> and I don't like eating them either oh, okay so you don't get revenge by no a lot of people don't understand that they're duck. like get your own back <laughs> eat those bastards and no I feel like the evil would be inside me Okay, this is real. This is a real thing for you. Do you it's live real. near a canal now? I live on the canal as well. Yeah, it's really good fun. Getting to work every day, do you, do you kind of go the long way so you keep away from them? Or I think that the, the worst was being, uh, you know, the boat club out in the Phoenix Park. You know, that area where the ducks just live inside in the coffee shop. And my mate said, well, wouldn't that be lovely? You know, I've got my kid, let's go. A duck landed on me. Well, Jesus Christ, what? four tables went flying. All their coffee, all their... I was like, I'm sorry, I'll get you all. Oh, I've got a fiver. Um, I'll meet me in town and I'll buy you something else. Um, so I just stay away from them. Like, I'll stay away. They they can rule where they live. It's fine. I'm, okay. I'm You're just going to keep out of their way. Yeah. Do you, not, do you not think that they're kind of evil? No? Anyone? I can see you, like, ripping at your nail polish there. You're very <laughs> uncomfortable. Let's move on. Thank you for sharing with the group. Let's give her a round of applause. That was really horrible for her. That was very cathartic. You're lovely. So let's take an audience here. This is somebody who <laughs> doesn't want to share and will, I guess, has explained how. Uh, we asked, what is your biggest fear? And this person wrote, I have a constant fear that when I'm talking to people, I have a visible snot in my nose. <laughs> it makes me self-conscious and I don't do well in conversation sometimes because of it. And on this sheet of paper, there's yes or no. Are you happy to discuss it? They have written no in case I have a snot. <laughs> I am so sorry, particularly in this um, winteriest of periods where you probably do have a snot in your nose. So <laughs> we won't drag you up on the stage. That's fair enough. You've got to buy the thing. You know, the, the thing you shove up your nose and it goes... No. Like a brawn thing. Does it remove... So, does it 
a nose trimmer. Thank you for the, it's, say what you see. But it doesn't I mean, suck the snot out, does it? But if you don't have all the hairs there, oh, that sounds right. like a really weird proclivity. I'd like to suck the snot out of you, but um, just get rid of, oh. get rid of the hairs. Oh. oh, so the snot doesn't have anything to so cling to. So the snot doesn't to. have anything to cling to. I'm going to I'm gonna have Sorry. to stop you there. Sorry. I'm going to have to stop you there. It would work. About 20 euros. Blenophobia, by the way, is the fear of mucus um, and snot and related things. Um, let's move on. Okay, so somebody here said, dying in a car accident, slow enough to know that my loved one was dying too. Do you want to discuss it? No, it's too sad. It is too sad. It is too sad. Let's gloss over that one, shall we? I want to talk to Anna. Anna, you have a... How do you feel about this picture? Uh, That's fine. That's a cartoon fish. (laughs) This is a picture of Nemo and Dari. Um, Anna suffers from... Itch, yeah. How do you say it? I've had it my whole itch, life. I don't know how to say it. Ichthyophobia. Ichthyophobia. The fear of fish. Yeah. Now, this is, again, a, an actual phobia, apparently, and it can be fish hey. touching. No. Oh, dude, wait. It is to, real. Wait, oh, all of this is real. All of this is real, and we're here to try and make it better. Um, so I was reading into this. Um, there are certain things people are specifically afraid of related to fish. One is the scales. One mm-hmm. is the the smell. Another one is them swimming at you. Like, talk to us about yours. Is it specific or is it just a general? Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't enjoy the smell, but I'm not scared of the smell. Uh, definitely scales, and that's the the thing that's kind of stupid about it is that I'm definitely I'd be more scared of a goldfish swimming at me than say a shark or a dolphin or something that doesn't have scales. <laughs> it's definitely very scale related. But then I also I wouldn't be keen on like stingrays. Or probably like crabs and stuff. I wouldn't really want them crawling on me either. Well, would anybody want that? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, exactly. this is the thing. I don't understand why there are so few of us ichthyophobes out there. Uh, they're the most mental-looking things ever. If you took a fish, you know, and put it on the table and it was sort of floating around, flapping around, saying, "Can you put me back in the sea?" Would really want to go and stroke it, would they? Or maybe. Oh, and have you seen that meme of the stingray? in florida there's three girls there and the stingray comes up and gives them a hug do you know that it was trying to be friendly it's got kind of a smile on its face no and it's very uncomfortable um so anna you have a podcast called castaway buffet which is sort of like desert island discs but it's food food um presumably the castaway you're on an island there's fish around i'm assuming (laughs) fish aren't one of the things that you're going to bring well no, I mean, fish, fish are one of the freebies. Um, but I think about my time on the island as being a time to conquer my fear and catch some flipping catch fish. Catch them and eat them. Uh, I did catch my first fish last summer. That was a huge, huge milestone for me. Um, did you eat it afterwards? I did, yeah. I cooked it on a fire on the beach. I fl- gutted it and filleted it myself, which is like massive gains for me. Thank you. That is amazing. Well done. Although I have, I I should say that I I reeled it in, and once it was on the boat, sort of, I didn't realize they stayed alive for so long. <laughs> I thought it'd be like, oh, it's out of water, it's dead, instantly dead. But uh, yeah, I did scream and run into the the cabin on the boat and shut myself in until it had been killed, and then I could come back out. Yeah, I, I the, the, the fish. If anybody, you know, it's um the start of the year, new me, new. Was it New Year and New Me, all that kind of crap, yep. and people take up new hobbies? <laughs> um, I'm a big fan, as you can tell. Um, so I once caught a fish, and there is a very funny series of photos of me uh, off the coast of Kerry, 
around Skellig Michael in the background, beautiful day. And I was like, I, I've never, you know, I'm vegetarian and I've never been fishing and maybe I'll just, you know, put aside morals and fish's feelings if they have them and I'll try and catch this fish. And there's a series of photos. I'm there with the fishing line going about my life. The next one, I'm like, oh my God, there's something on it. The next one, I'm reeling it in. I look really happy. And then the next one, it's on the deck flapping about and I'm like in tears, screaming, going, put it back in, put it back in. <laughs> went back in. So yes, they stay, they stay alive afterwards. Yeah. yeah. My one swam away. I didn't eat it and I felt terrible Aww. afterwards. Do you eat them all the time or was it just that one fish that you caught? No, I love eating fish. I, I'm really into fish. Sushi, you know, I, I really feel like instant brain, omega-3 brain power when I eat sushi. I love it. Uh, Happy Valentine's yes. Day. It's good. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so eating's fine. But it, it took me a long time. Like when I was a, a kid, I wouldn't be able to eat fish if it looked like a fish. It would have to, someone <laughs> would have to take the skin off somewhere else and then bring it to me when it was just... So fish fingers. Bits. You liked fish yeah, fingers. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't <laughs> love fish fingers? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I would just like to say that people should go and listen to Castaway Buffet because oh, it, it gets you thinking. Yeah. It's desert island but with food and there's specific rules with spices and different things. Yep. And also a spin-off, Desert Island Whisks, which is which kitchen utensils would you bring to an <laughs> island? <laughs> Anna really likes eating, everybody. <laughs> I'm thinking of a third spin-off called Desert Island Frisks, which is which seven people would you like to be frisked by on an island? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's a little bit too... Anna Jacob, the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) So um, that is your itchy... Fear of fish. Um, So a lot of phobia names are ridiculous, and I'm glad that I'm not the only person struggling with the names on stage. (laughs) So what I thought it'd be fun to do is to read out some phobia names, and you can tell me if they're real or fake. Okay, so shout outs. The first one is electorophobia, which is a fear of chickens. What do you reckon, real or fake? It is apparently a real thing. People are apparently afraid of chickens. Um, so that's one. Um, another one is globophobia, which is a fear of balloons. Yeah. Real, yes. I reckon that's oh, do we have any globophobes in the room? I'm not going to pull out a balloon and pop it in front of you or anything, I promise. <laughs> So no, um, we'll move on from that. That is a very real, a real thing. The one and um, this one, hippopotamonstra says quipedalo pedaliophobia, which is apparently the fear of long words. No, that can't be real. The jury is apparently out on this. So apparently, it was. Some people will say it was made up on the internet, and then other people will say no that it's a real one. But apparently, the joke was the name that it was such a the hippo monstro word fear of long words that someone made it up as a joke so the name i think started as a joke but whether it's a real fear or not who's to say i mean if you're afraid of something it's real right absolutely mm-hmm. um okay so another one from the audience um wow how much time do we have left <laughs> so this is someone who's happy to discuss it death of loved ones infidelity in relationships i don't like unlocking doors <laughs> Please come and join us on the stage, whoever wrote that. No, I said I'd discuss the unlocking doors part. Okay, well, that's kind of what we're... Yeah, so what is your name? Oh, Nadine. I already knew that because she's my friend. Thanks for coming. But for the people listening at home, they would like to know, you know, put a a name to the voice. Um, So Death of Loads, I think we can all relate to that. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want people you love to die. Um, infidelity in relationships, definitely not anything. Has it happened to anyone? 
yeah I mean everyone's been hurt in relationships I'm sure but um what I really want to know is you don't like unlocking doors you see I got trapped in a bathroom when I was five because I locked the door and I couldn't get back out again and I was just like everybody was outside saying do this do that do the other and I was inside going I actually you I was just stuck and after that it just Every single time I got to unlocking a door, I'd think, what if I can't get out? Okay. That's how Aww. I'd feel. Did you get locked in the bathroom of my old house? I did not. Okay. But recently, I couldn't get into an apartment that I was meant to be going to in Cork. And it was 1 a.m. and I wound up getting a taxi to Skibbereen, which is where I'm actually from. And it cost 80 quid. And I was in the taxi going, this is like, this is right from being five years old through to my adulthood and going, it's, it's, a, it's a natural extension because I was outside the door going, I can't get in. I don't know how I'm going to get in. Like a, a couple of passers-by came through. They were drunk. They couldn't do anything. And then I just thought, what am I going to do? And I was like, I can't ring anyone. Like Skibbereen is like an hour and a half away from Cork. And I was like, I got into a taxi and I was just like, can I please just get home, get to Skibbereen? So I arrived home, got into bed, woke up the next day, and my mother's like, what in the name of God are you doing here? And I was just like, ah, a friend gave me a lift. <laughs> and it was purely because I just felt, when I hit that door, it, it, it sounds like such a, a crazy thing, but it's this feeling of helplessness that comes over you. And from my perspective, I... It brings me right back to being this little kid and just feeling as though I'm not going to be able to manage it. And because I think I can't manage it, I don't manage it, if that makes sense. Can you lock doors? Is that fine? Oh, yeah, no. It's like, generally speaking, it's if I'm going in and I'm in and, and it's that I won't be able to get back out again. So that's happened in like nightclubs. It's happened in like obviously tons of bathrooms. It's actually happened to me in work. Has <laughs> Where? <laughs> Where? I'm just thinking of people going, they're just going to start walking in you, going for a wee at this stage. It's like open season on Nadine. What? <laughs> no, I sometimes I wouldn't lock a door if I was worried, like if I was worried, but like sometimes I get into the bathroom and I actually, there was one time I was meant to be on radio and I couldn't get out of the bathroom and I just thought, not again. Like, not again. It, the door stuck. So, yeah, I know. It was like, it's the same bathroom that you use. So yeah, like, Nadine <laughs> works in today FM as well, by the way. <laughs> what? <laughs> So I couldn't get out. And then I was like, this is just mortifying. Like, I'm meant to be on air. <laughs> um, but anyway, so getting out has been an issue. What did you do? Did you crawl over? What? So I seized the door. Like You seized the yeah. door. <laughs> that should become a tattoo. Seize the door. Um, because there was an under part. You get your leg under the door. <laughs> and I, so I had my hand on the top of the door. And then I just sort of like barreled my way out of the door because I was able to kind of force it <laughs> and I arrived on air on time so it was fine um but yeah so getting out has been an issue getting in has been an issue like everything to do with doors and if I'm on a date and there's a guy I like and there's something that has to do with involving like opening a door like I just try not to do it and I try and look really cool about like not doing it like oh hey you just go ahead there here's the key <laughs> <laughs> 
making them think she wants a chivalrous man happy Valentine's Day again. Happy no, Valentine's absolutely. Day. I'm actually mortified even mentioning it because I have been in situations where I have gotten like, you know, locked out of rooms, like where you're like, oh, hey, you know, like, <laughs> here I am just trying to get out <laughs> or in. Um, <laughs> Well, I can tell you that it's a really good thing that I moved house because I lived in a house for a good few years um, where just the, the, the key of the door was just a bastard for the bathroom. So we didn't lock it. Like the people who lived there knew about it. But if there was a party, there was only one bathroom, people would lock the door. And what would happen at least three times a night um, is that someone would get locked in. They would have to, we would slide the key under the door, out the window, and then open it from the other side. This is a thing that happened a lot, and it was just like, oh, yeah, we'll just watch out for the bathroom. It's a bit tricky. Um, I'm not obviously going to mention any names, but a friend of mine, not Nadine, <laughs> uh, maybe not even someone else here, but a friend of mine um, was at a party and um, had some sherries and became interested in my housemate, and they went upstairs to hang out and talk about music um, <laughs> and do things that people do. And um, the next morning, I had a load of missed calls. I eventually answered my phone. It was my friend going, hey, um, I'm locked in your bathroom. And I was like, what? What are you still doing here? She's like, doesn't matter. Please come down. And went down, and this friend was in my housemate's favorite T-shirt saying, I'm so glad I brought my phone to the bathroom. I could have been in here for an indeterminate amount of time. But um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it's a real fear, Nadine. Our friend Dee is here, and I was at a party in Dee's house once, and I got locked in her bathroom. But I didn't tell him. I'm really used to not telling people. Like, I just sort of sit there for a while and think about it logically and try not to freak out. And yeah. that is, I think, the key for many things in life. I feel like it could be a dating show. Unlocking doors <laughs> yeah. for Nadine O'Regan. Yeah. Will it be <laughs> contestant number one, the burly unlocker? Like, <laughs> there are so many things that could happen here, Nadine. Well, it's meant that I've perfected the helpless female act. And I know a lot of guys <laughs> don't like the helpless female act. You know, the thing where the girl goes, oh, I wouldn't know how to do that. And you're so strong. Um, but I've kind of had to because it just... It's a cover. Well, it's also a truth, like with the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but it's men in other areas of life. If I need to sort of do the bat in the eyelashes thing and kind of saying, can you possibly help me with this? And actually, you know, that's not a bad, I'm not saying it's a tactic, but I'm just saying in life, mm -hmm. if you need a door unlocked or you need something else done, like I learned young that I had to sort of develop skills in this regard. That sounds like an inspirational quote, but it's actually her life. I hope you don't get locked in a bathroom again anytime <laughs> soon. Thank you. Thank you. Right. <laughs> actually, while we're on the subject of bathrooms, anybody here shy peer? Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty common yeah. one. Um, I know someone who um, can't go into the bathroom stall if there's someone in the next stall to use it. Isn't that right, Marina Connell? There has to be a space. There has to be a space. Does anybody else do this? That there has to, you can you can't you gotta yeah, go for right? the the one at the end because then there's only a fifty percent chance that someone's gonna come into the next one. And at work, you know, if you work in an office, oh, you yeah. have your favorite cubicle, oh, yeah. don't you? Oh, Always. Yeah. Oh, and you know those people whose favorite cubicle is the middle one. They want to see the world well. burn. That's what <laughs> they want. Yeah, and it's just wrong. I have a thing though where if if I can um, leave the door unlocked, I will. I'm not sure where that comes from. I think that's the element of risk. You know, it's like, could we discuss Anna lives in 7 Dublin. The door is unlocked. Go there. 
but like I, I kind of enjoy the danger but, <laughs> but it's also one of those things I've done for years and just not really thought about until like in the last five minutes like I'm like that's weird what, like a I, car I never locked the door uh, no I always lock my car but just with the toilet in the toilet oh see if someone yeah. will walk in well, yeah, but sometimes... There I'll are groups for this. You know there's a Facebook group for <laughs> there this. There is definitely a Facebook group for this. I'll, like, sing or whistle or something so that people will know that there's someone in there but the door doesn't have to be locked. We're is learning a lot me? today. We're learning me? a lot. Um, so for episode one... Overshare. For, for episode one, we tried a new game called Gorilla Problem Solving, and that involved, uh, for the people in the audience... It's all coming out now. Um, there's so much more to come. There's so much more to come. What time is it? We've got plenty of time. Don't worry. You're among friends. Um, so this is a, a, an exercise or a game or whatever you want to call it called Guerrilla Problem Solving. So what we did was people in the audience anonymously wrote down something that they're afraid of, they're worrying about, and we're going to put it out to the room and um, see if people can help. So just picking one randomly from the pile. Um, asylum seekers, impact on our own homeless people. Our homeless deserve help first. Oh. Controversial. Controversial. Quite a liberal room. I'd say that's going down like a ton of bricks. Mm. Um, that is, I think the whole issue right there is why do we have homeless people in the first place? That yeah, shouldn't be happening. True. We shouldn't be pitting two incredibly vulnerable groups in society against each other and that's the issue so what's going on in what are essentially internment camps at this stage in this country where people have been waiting in Mosni for so many years and they're trapped in this shithole and it's going on and on and on it's not their fault that they're there it's not their fault that our bureaucracy is taking so unbelievably long to sort this out. And I do understand we have to look at who's coming into the country. You have to see if you are a genuine asylum seeker. And there are things that have to be met there. But they're not trying to take the place of someone else. They're looking no, for some sort choice. of a better life. Yeah. And these are two groups. We don't have to pick one. You know, it's not Sophie's choice here. We yeah. should be helping both of these groups and it shouldn't be happening in our country it's ridiculous absolutely yeah. stop. i think that's that's pretty much um sums it up stop building hotels start building flats maybe yes yeah, yeah. absolutely um <laughs> gorilla problem solving number two i might be clamped when i leave here today <laughs> all i can say to that is bit late to be worrying now right now <laughs> Maybe this is what Anna is talking about. Maybe you can embrace the element of risk oh, yeah. and just enjoy your evening and hopefully it won't cost like you 80 a, euro. A gentle high, the low-level panic. Like, was that, essentially, well, was that essentially asking, if I am clamped, will you all help me in one way or another to <laughs> get that clamp off yeah. and we'll fight the system <laughs> because we all hate the clampers? There was someone clamped outside there a while ago when I was coming in. <gasps> Will we all help to take the clamp off? Who has a blowtorch? <laughs> okay, let's do one more. I'm just going to keep reading these because I'm going to yeah, keep putting off trying to talk yeah. about my phobia. <laughs> Are we going to put her on a timeline? She gets max two more and then she's yeah. got to tell us. Yeah. Okay, this is the first of the two. I keep letting work interfere with my sleep and I'm having trouble managing my stress. Hands up, who can relate to that one? Lots of people. Any advice, Anna? What do you reckon? 
Ooh. Well, not with work. Other things disturb me sleep. Oh, I definitely have done that. I will <laughs> sit because um, I'm an awful procrastinator and I will sit and it'll be the very, very, very last minute and I'll be like waiting till the very last minute or I'll think of loads of stuff in the middle of the night. Um, one thing that I find, and again, this is getting back to the new year, new me thing, but I, <laughs> what I start doing is just not using my phone at night to put it onto airplane mode or just put it on the other side of the room, which is also good because my bed's really comfy and I don't like getting out of it. So put it on the other side of the room so you have to get out and take the alarm off. So that is something that for me, I found like just no kind of laptops yeah. or phones before bed. That's Wine also it. helps. You'll forget about work. <laughs> also have some wine. Okay. Yeah. You'll forget about Drink work. responsibly. <laughs> Will we do we doing more? Do we want to know what Clara Beck's fear is? is. Yeah. She's been putting this off for long enough. Like well, It feels like it? two episodes yeah. at this stage. It's been two months, Claire. <laughs> okay. I really, unless you want me to be sick, <laughs> I need everybody to promise me that you will not take the piss on this one because... This extends to hearing the words and also seeing it written down. I'm going to invite um, Alan, the editor of Head Stuff, on stage because he accidentally uh, found out what this was because we were having a meeting discussing Fair Fun. I have no fucking idea how this happened because I would never, ever write this word down. But when I, in the meeting, typed into my laptop, fear of... This was the word that came up, and I screamed and went and curled into a ball in the corner of the Did studio, get going, "Get rid of it! Get rid of it!" So it, w- it was weird. It is weird. So any guesses as to what? No, it is? no, get no, 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 you can't, you can't. You it's can't. like roulette. You might puke stop, on a podcast, stop, guys. Stop. Um, I will try and talk about it and explain myself afterwards but what we're gonna do for now is I'm gonna block my ears, Alan. We've talked about this. You're gonna say the word once into the microphone so everyone can hear it and we're not gonna and please you have to promise me that you won't like this is real like you won't say it okay Okay. all right okay so go (laughs) i I kind of want to have a lot of fun with this but (laughs) (laughs) should i just wait (laughs) (laughs) yeah you've got deniability yeah yeah. we're all in on this yeah are we done Yeah, we're done. Oh. <laughs> Is that different from snot then? I think it must be. You, um, you yeah, we're done. Yeah. Uh, okay. Also, I've prepared some slides for you. No! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Do I leave now or? Uh, you can. Um, no, it's okay. You can stay. Get comfortable. Can I just um, say, without so saying the word, yeah. I recently read there was a survey done amongst NHS <gasps> staff as to what, which substance they found the most distressing in their work. Um, between blood and uh, feces, and they all said your thing, right? Okay. Which wasn't even an option. So That's how bad it is. So, so I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I mentioned blenophobia, which is a general fear of slime and mucus. Fine with this. Totally fine. There are certain things to do with this specific substance, and it comes down to a lack of personal responsibility and courtesy <laughs> for the world around you. If you have a cold and you're taking care of it and you're blowing your nose, that's fine. But if you, oh God. <laughs> 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 
You must not if be you, able to watch a Premier League football match in oh any way, shape, or form. No, no, like, no. Wow. I have stopped. I have stopped being friends with people because of this. It's you're a lazy fucker, and you recycle things, and they change color because you're not taking care of it. And it's just Should we describe what's happening to Claire's body right now? She's in convulsions. Yeah. Uh, she's shaking. She's oh, now squ- she's oh. squashing her head so much that she's going to look like that thing inside in Total Recall pr- pretty soon when the mask comes off. Can yeah. I just say, okay, so you know the way people have annoying habits and they don't realize if you're the type of person that does that honking noise and oh, yeah. just it gets older and it changes color and Ooh. if you don't take care of that, I will not be friends with you and everybody around you or maybe just me thinks you're a scumbag and just stop it. <laughs> stop it. Can I, is, am, I, am I completely on my own here? It's 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 disgusting, isn't it? And there's also the thing where I've avoided certain countries in Asia where part of the culture is I have to be very very careful here. Uh, spitting, I'm fine with spitting because yeah. that's just water. But it's when <laughs> there's an intake yeah. and then an expulsion. Mm-hmm. No. Can you? You no. said it. Like no, no, I, I, yeah, he doesn't. Need, fine word. He doesn't need to repeat it. It's so fine. you don't like that one either. Can I spell uh, no, it? No, no, because it just makes me think of the other one, and I don't like it. I was walking I into Stephen's Green Shopping Centre the other day, and this Am guy okay? just went and he no. went for it, in <laughs> and in and in, and it was like all of his body came out. It was <laughs> amazing, <laughs> and he did it at the entrance, and people people avoided him so much. <laughs> It was like a nuclear bomb had gone off. And he didn't give a shite what he'd done. Sorry, Claire. Uh, it's one way to lose a bit of weight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm actually, I'm much better than I was. I'm much better than I was. Um, it used to be like spitting. Um, the, the snot paranoia person who wrote that down, I would have that. But about other people, like if there was any sort of a, like, no, not okay. Um, I would say that... Um, recently my little niece was sick and she coughed up stuff but it was clear it was clear because she's not a scumbag she's three years old she hasn't <laughs> learned how to hate the world yet so it was just clear and I did puke a little bit but it was all over so I feel like I'm taking baby steps I don't think I'm ever going to be okay with the with the thing I feel yeah, like there's on. only one way to end this podcast no don't say no 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 whatever you're thinking no no I'm, I'm not gonna no. what's your phobia well, I, I'm happy to, to say the name of my phobia yeah. and spell it out. And it's not the same as Claire's, no. is okay. it? <laughs> <laughs> what about if the spelling was different? Is that okay? Uh, no, 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 no. And also the description of people from a certain country, I also can't deal <laughs> with that either. I, no, I, um, no, 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 no. No, no, just we, no, there's no, a friend no, of ours please. in the audience who has a surname. No, 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 no. Okay. No. The sort of um, Belgian kind of... Dis- no. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so that whole part okay. of... Like, we're going we're gonna, we're okay. gonna, to read about... Can I just... Uh, there's some nice I'm synchronicity going on stage here. Yep. Just to change the subject. Matching green jumpers and grey jeans Is situation going on. Is it? It is under the lights. It is under the lights. Okay. I'm okay. pretty sure Okay, thank you to everybody in the room except Nadine. Who I think we've just diagnosed colour blindness. Wow. Oh, I'm very colour blind. I am colour yeah. Thank you, Alan, for okay, your assistance. Welcome. Will I just 
say the word before I go? Oh yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, for your for your, your word. Your word. Okay. No, 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 no. I won't. Okay, okay. thank you. <laughs> All right. Sorry, sorry. That went on longer than intended. But um, yeah. Okay. Um, shall we gorilla solve another problem and yeah. then we'll leave it there? I actually. She's preventing the thing she's afraid of. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I need to stop. It's just too easy. <laughs> Someone throw a duck at me. We'll see what happens. I deserve, I deserve it. I deserve it. Okay. I'm grieving the loss of my mother. I don't feel like myself anymore, but I'm most afraid of losing myself completely. Real talk, oh. people. Has anybody been in that situation that is that can offer some some tips? I think it's a it's a good old father time situation is all. That's heartbreaking. It is. And I'm so sorry, whoever awful. you are. I hope you feel better soon. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of it. Um, it's going to be completely shit for a really, really long time. And it's going to get less shit. Thankfully, my mom is here. She's over here. But um, I did uh, lose a very uh, close friend of mine in a tragic accident. I still think about him most days. But I no longer think about him and that sad time all day, every day. You know, you kind of start off and you're, you're crying in the shower and everything's shit. And... Um, it just gets a little bit less shit week by week. And that's all I can say. And at the moment, all you're thinking about is this terrible, terrible loss. Um, but in time, what happened for me anyway is I started to remember the good times and just be grateful mm. that I had that person in my life. And hopefully that will happen for you too. You're also a product of your mother. Like you are genetically and personality-wise and emotionally a product of your mother. So you trying to live your life is letting her live through you in just a little way, you know, you're going on. And I don't think that she would like to think of you like that, just grieving all the time and as though you didn't know who you were as a person anymore because she's a part of you and you're a part of her. And I'm just really sorry you're going through that. That's awful. Yeah, I'm really, really sorry. And I, I do hope you feel better soon. And if things are bad enough, like therapy is always brilliant. Like I always recommend it. Uh, my dad was sick for a long time and I was really scared that he was going to die. And therapy was brilliant. And uh, he hasn't died yet. He will do one day. I mean, that's a fact. But um, yeah, just to talk talk about it is just a godsend yeah. to anyone. Well, on that note, thank you so much. Um, I want to thank my wonderful panel, Myrna Connell and Anna Jacob. Thank you so much for um, sharing your phobias and your words of wisdom. Um, thank you for you guys who are listening at home. Please uh, subscribe on your chosen Apparently, this is really important, so I wrote it down. Um, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen from. It's also very helpful if you can rate and review as well as sharing all sharing and telling all of your friends about it. But please only leave nice reviews. If you didn't like it, just you can keep that to yourself. Um, I also <laughs> want to say thank you to the Head Stuff crew, Alan and Paddy. Um, thank you to the Bellow Bar team, Sean on Sound, uh, Mr. Jean Parmesan for the amazing theme music. And thank you for you guys um, for coming this evening. Um, I really appreciate it. So, And thank you for not saying the words. I really appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, hope you had fun. Thank you very much.
This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.